Hey there, hi there, ho there. Welcome back to quarantine, kinda, cause Katie's back in school and I'm still unemployed. Hey, it's, you know, I gotta, I gotta get to those classes, you know, but, you know, other than that, I'm still in quarantine, I guess. (laughs) I guess, question mark. I don't know. You do the best you can do these days. Um, Katie's a big girl making TA moves. Uh, I'm a 16-year-old, unemployed, uh, spending way too much time on my phone, updating the website, pretending to be a graphic designer. Um, you graduated from college. I should probably mention that. Don't sell yourself short, kid. Come on. All I'm saying is if I get any more texts from any of my other fellow graduates about their job endeavors, I'm going to go off. It's not that I'm not proud of you. It's not that I'm not like, woo, look at you, go, go, go. But I just don't want to hear it all the time. It stresses me out. And that's okay. Um, anyways, we should probably mention, this is a pretty big episode. This is the point where I would be holding up a cupcake with a little birthday candle in it, even though it's not the podcast's birthday, but it is the 100th episode. Look at us. We are big girls. We have reached... A hundred episodes. Did y'all think we could make it this far? Because we didn't. Imagine if I was, like, not lazy and went back and made a big compilation and, like, montage of all the hey there, hi there, ho there's. That would be so cute, but I'm not going to do that. Maybe someday. I think we need a big fan base so somebody else could do it for us. (laughs) For real. If anyone wants to be, like, make those YouTube edits. And also make crack vids. Please do it. Because there's plenty of content for that. Take what I said out of content and make... Content? What? (laughs) (laughs) Take what I said out of context and make content. Please. We can't do this job for... We can't be our own fans. We know y'all are out there. We can't be our own fans and we can't start an OnlyFans. Ooh, there she goes. So, you know, the perfect scenario of celebrating our 100th episode, we would be in the car, maybe with some Froyo, but that is not the case. Um, it is currently almost 7.30 at night. We're both in our beds, um, just looking at each other through a screen. So sad. But you, but, you know, we'll look back on this, on our 200th episode, and just think, wow, wow, look at us. I just want to take this time to make, like, predictions for a second. Right now, Katie is sandwiched between an online article that's related to (laughs) what we're talking about this week and my notes app. So, like, I just have not even her full face, like, (laughs) like this much because I don't have room. Um, However, where do you think we'll be in, like, 50 more episodes or 100 more episodes? 50 more episodes. Hopefully we're back in the car, but I don't know. I don't even know what we would be doing things over. I mean, hopefully new seasons of shows are coming back on. I don't even remember. Are there, like, shows that we're waiting for seasons for? Like, because most of them have been canceled or have ended at this point. I think potentially, maybe. I don't know. I would have to look because I'm not entirely sure. 
I don't know, 2020 just threw us for a tailspin. And they said, let's take it all away. Like, I don't know about shows, but I know there's a few movies that Mm -hmm. we're waiting on some sequels or um, for trilogies to be completed. But maybe we'll have a whole brand change again. Like, we've definitely had one before. We might have another. Yeah. And to think, like, um, we said this, well, we said this during the quiz earlier, which I'll probably hear later. Um, 100 episodes probably should have happened a long time ago. Mm-hmm. But, you know, things always come up, and that's okay. But just to think we've gone through this far, because we always, like, kept saying, like, let's sh- we're just going to start this for fun, you know, probably won't make it that far. We made it too far, I think. Too far. Here's the deal. Like, we talked about it for a good, what, like, four months before we even did anything with it. It would just be like, yeah, we should do a podcast. And then, like, we would walk in the parking lot and be, yeah, like, for sure, me too, uh uh-huh. And then nothing happened for forever. Like, most of y'all probably do out there. It's like a, let's make plans for the summer. And nothing happens. But we actually did it, and I'm proud of us. I have to say, I am really proud of us. You know, our content um, sometimes is just odd. It's strange. It's a mess. But at least we can say we made 100 episodes. That's a lot longer than a lot of other podcasts out there. And they're not just like 30-minute episodes. Like, we've had short episodes before, but most of them run from like 40 minutes to an hour and a half. All the editing, all of the hours spent watching shows and movies. I would love to be able to add that up. I mean, I probably could just to see how much time. Way too much time, I have to say. But I was just thinking, like, wouldn't it be funny that we did the 100 review on our 100th episode? It wouldn't have that much meaning because, like, we'd never seen the 100. Although I have finished it, I will say that. I have finished uh, 1 through (laughs) 6. I did not watch anything past season one. I took one for the team and continue watching it. And I will say it does get better and then it gets worse. It gets a little better. But then you start caring for the characters and all that. And you're like, "Eh, I might as well stick around. Who would have thought that episode 100 would come back to actually our fifth episode ever? 13 reasons zombies need love too. Oh, and Hannah even talks about zombies in this season. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 13 Reasons Why. Well, we need to get to our seamless second before we actually get to our main content. We'll talk about what we're going to review later on. Um, But what is your seamless second this week? Taylor? My seamless second. Okay, so... It's not necessarily a specific thing, but I do want to talk about a specific person for a moment. Miss Selena Gomez, Miss Selgo, Miss Selly. Uh, mm-hmm. that, that lady is on the ball right now. So she just released her little beauty line, Rare Beauty, based off the album title, Rare. And honestly, I know I have said questionable things about Selena's vocal talent. And I'm not going to say that I don't stand by what I said, but she can put out a bop. And cut you off really does slap. But people are saying that her makeup line is pretty popping. And all of the like shade names have to do with mental health. Which I think is cool. And people are saying that this is what Glossier should have been. 
And, like, if you're out there and you're like, what the heck is Glossier? Glossier is a different makeup company, and it's all about, like, that no-makeup makeup look, you know? You know the one. Mm-hmm. Um, but people are hyping her up for that. And she has that cooking show on HBO. I see ads for that all the time. And, look, I have also said questionable things about Selena in the past. But it's mostly just about her talent, I would say. Like, her vocal abilities. It's just, compared to other singers, it's not up there, I would say. And I think live. all of that. Yeah, live. I think all that criticism comes because she got a lot of, like, uh, big awards the year she revealed she got kidney transplant. And most people were like, well, it seemed like she got the award because people felt bad because of the whole kidney transplant thing, not because of her talents. And I will say, I think pe- I think that's why she was awarded. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't mean, like, the girl has, hasn't has been through stuff. And she seems like a good and nice person. It's just the talent, is, I would say, is just not there live. But she has released bops. Yes, Mm-hmm. Acting, I would say, eh. Eh. eh, it's not bad, but it's not like you know groundbreaking or anything. Yeah. However, she just did a video with Vogue, I think Vogue recently, and she did her makeup, and mm-hmm. I love watching those videos. I don't know why, I just think they're so interesting to see like what the stars use. You know, the celebrities are just like us, and she. <laughs> Was, like, doing her eyeliner and chatting. And, like, Selena's obviously beautiful. Like, I'm not even going to pretend. But everyone was talking about how much her hands were shaking because she has lupus, which is, like, an autoimmune disease. And I, a fellow autoimmune disease queen, I was like, aw, I hope she's okay. Aw. You know, seems like a good person. I wish her the best. Mm-hmm. You know... I'm curious about this Rare Beauty line. I kind of want to, like, try something from it. Maybe that'll be, like, a Black Friday purchase. You know, I don't know anything about makeup. I haven't worn makeup in a long time. That's not really my realm my ex- of expertise. But, you know, if it's popping off, good for her. Good for her. She's just got, like, a lot of projects coming out of the woodworks recently. Mm-hmm. Um, so my seamless second, I think we need to send our thoughts and prayers to our boy, Robbie P. Oh, Robbie. Oh, Robbie. I Um, hope he's okay. (laughs) The universe was, um, over, you know, overexcited about the Batman trailer and they said, we need to stop this right now and give Robbie P the COVID-19. Robbie P, honey, sweetie. Uh, I hope you're okay. I saw that trailer, and wasn't he just at like that like con thing? I have no idea. Not Comic Con, but like whatever the event was where they promoted Batman. Oh, like the DC. Uh, I don't remember what that was called. Um, but yeah, that thing. Um, but yeah, apparently, well, it was revealed that the Batman production was halted Mm -hmm. because, uh, three, uh, crew members, um, came down with the COVID and then it was revealed that Robert was one of them. Um, and you know, I wish all of them a speedy recovery. Agree. Um, but yeah. 
but you know, Robert, you know, he sits, he sits in our hearts, our indie boy, our, our indie film boy. velvet suit wearing man. He has been all over my For You page. I swear TikTok can hear me. I swear. I think it's because uh, TikTok's going through a Harry Potter phase right now. And you're probably getting some of that content because of the Harry Potter stuff. Because people love Cedric and Draco Malfoy. And Well, what really shook me was like one night we were talking about aesthetics. This was a few nights ago. And Katie said, your aesthetic is Robert Pattinson. And I would still say, I don't know if I agree with that. But... <laughs> but I need to clarify. Okay, so when I, not his specific, like, style, though. Because, like, he's got a very British aesthetic to him. It's very British. England. Um, he just, like, as a person, he looks like dark academia. I don't know what it is. I think because when he does photo shoots, that's what people, like try to make him look like and I think that reminds me of you maybe I'm not seeing these pictures because when I went and looked it up I was like what is this I was a little bit hurt for a second but I specifically mentioned the puffy jacket he wears in twilight the big blue purpley jacket and I was like I would not wear that and the next day on my For You page, there was a TikTok with, like, barely any likes on it. And it was saying, yeah, I asked my parents to buy me the puffy blue jacket from Twilight in, like, eighth grade. Mm-hmm. I think TikTok is really listening to us because I, um, we have, like, these long conversations at night about, like, the most random things, like, Robert Pattinson style. And then we'll see him on TikTok, like, maybe five minutes later. And it's so strange. Um... But speaking of, like, TikTok and stuff, I just want to bring up really quickly, like, I mentioned the Harry Potter phase that TikTok is going through, at least on my For You page. And one of the things I like the most is people are giving certain aesthetics to, like, all the Hogwarts houses, but, like, style aesthetics. And people are very, like, they're arguing about this. And it's basically, like, what Slytherin and, like, Gryffindor is, because I think people kind of like know what Hufflepuff and Ravenclaw would be because Hufflepuff is cottagecore. It just is. Um, Ravenclaw I've seen as like indie alt girl or like witch and I think that works too. I'm cool with that. Now somebody, um, you know, Gryffindor, Gryffindor is basic. It's just a known fact but that doesn't mean we have to be mean about it. Somebody said Gryffindor is basic white girl. I thought something... Gryffindor would be, like, 70s or something. See, I think of that as well, but I haven't seen that on TikTok. But somebody was like, you know what? I don't like this. Gryffindor is, like, off-the-runway model style. So, like, Kendall and Bella, but, like, on the streets, you know? I don't, I don't know if I agree with that, but, you know, it's nicer than basic white girl. And then Slytherin is either, like, a baddie or dark academia. I like the dark academia more. I think dark academia makes more sense. Maybe, like, Gryffindor could be light academia because, you know, like, there's both, you know. I have seen the light one, though. But I think Gryffindor is, like, very 70s, like, very Mm hippie-ish. Hufflepuff is just, I've never seen anything other than cottagecore. For Hufflepuff. 
I would agree with that and, assessment. Mm-hmm. But that's all I have for my small second. Oh my god, how did my battery get down to literally 20%? What? Whoa. I guess we need to get a move on then. So, for our 100th episode, we decided to go back and review 13 Reasons Why Season 1, which we've never reviewed on the podcast because we watched it even before it started. Mm-hmm. Because the first one we ever reviewed was Season 2. Um... This is a very special occasion, and we decided to wait till last minute to watch these. Because we are dumb, dumb idiots. Woo! Mm-hmm. We said, this won't be hard. We've already seen it before. <laughs> we literally said that to each other, and it was one of the hardest things to get through for this podcast. And I, I said, I think it's like because two we have and a half <laughs> And I think that's because we have watched it before. Because when you first watch Thirteen Reasons Why, and this is, and I've never like read the book or anything, and I know you have, but I I watched it not knowing anything. I knew like what Hannah did because it's like it's in the beginning, like Hannah killed herself. But then you're like, but why? And like, wh- who are these people on the tapes? What did they do? And I think that's the whole mystery and suspense behind it. And maybe that's how I got through it so quickly the first time. And also, I was like. I was still in high school when I watched this, so I probably got through things pretty easily and didn't try to binge it. Um, but this go around, I'm like, we need to hurry this up. This is a lot of filler. I, you know, I read the book when I was 14, but this adaptation didn't come out until I was, I think, 19 or like about to be 19. I watched it during my freshman year of college. I remember it was the springtime, and I would come home early after history, and I would get in my bed, and I would watch 13 Reasons, but I think I only watched, like, one episode a day or something, because these episodes are pretty long. They're all 57-ish minutes long. And I've seen shows with longer episodes, but I think it's just because there's this season... And I'm going to say, this show, all around, pretty bad writing. Like, that doesn't mean it's not addictive in future seasons, but it's just not good writing, I would say. Because I notice, like, a lot of the scenes don't really have anything to do with the narrative. Like, for instance, the rock climbing scenes. They could have cut that. We spent a whole episode, like... Clay's whole purpose this episode was just a rock climb with Ty, not Tyler, with Tony. And I'm like, what does this have to do with anything? And that's bad writing because, you know, if scenes, dialogue, whatever, don't move the plot forward or tell us anything about the characters, you, like, you're essentially using talking heads, which is basically like they're talking nonsense. I will say that it's a solid book to small screen adaptation though because the mm. it's very right on track with the book i mean yeah there are added scenes like i don't remember that rock mountain climbing thing being in the book um but as far as like the tapes and the backstory pretty like nail on the head yeah um but the, the show's format is very different. Like, I forget how much the show has changed mm-hmm. from season one to season four. Because season one, 
it didn't feel like a story overall. It kind of felt like... It felt like, um, you know, okay, here's your first reason. Here's our second reason. Yeah. Here's our third reason. There's it no big like, plot until season two. Yeah, it feels like just a bunch of things were just checking off a list. Um, And maybe that... And I would say that has something to do with flashbacks, but they they have always used flashbacks in every season. And in future seasons, it works sometimes. Season one just has a different feel than the other three. It just... It reminds me of high school so much. It reminds me of coming um, to statistics class and talking to my friend about 13 Reasons Why, and she's already seen it and I haven't, and we're, like, obsessing over it. But this time around, I'm like, ooh. I can see why people didn't like the show. Season one, when people are like, this show's problematic, season one is... The problem. The problem. And maybe, maybe like, season three, I would say. Season three, yeah. but And, like, there's one scene in season two that I would say is pretty, uh, but, like. But, like, season one, I think because it deals with, like, teenage suicide, that's because the whole criticism was always romanticizing mental illness. And I will say it does do that. And I'm not going to sit here and say it doesn't because the whole, like, Making tapes, you know, having these grand speeches, yes, that is romanticizing suicide. Basically painting the picture that if you kill yourself, everyone's going to feel bad and like... And it will all be okay. Care about you and give you all this post-death attention. And I'm like, well, it doesn't matter because you're not here anyway. Yeah, and there's also this big thing where like... I think everybody's afraid to say that Hannah is super annoying. I know, because they're like, she killed herself. But, like, she is one of my least favorite characters. Oh, yeah, because she is so overdramatic. And, you and like, that is one word nobody wants to say with Hannah, overdramatic. Because that, like, whenever you... I get so annoyed because I'll be in class or something, like, still in college. 13 Reasons Why has ended, ended. And people are always like, 13 Reasons Why? That's so problematic. I don't see how people can watch that, like... Ooh, and I'm over here just like, girl, when that when that season drops, I am super excited. Every, Me with my no tiger shirt that I have ordered two times. It's it's a guilty pleasure show. It is. It is. Um, and it's, I don't know what it is. Maybe it's like in future seasons, like the whole murder mystery thing. And it is like very overdramatic. But, like, you can like something and also realize it's false. Yeah, you can be critical of things that you like. And I think that's how it should be with everything. You should never, like, blindly, like, love something. Be like, there's no problems because I love it. Like, I fully see and recognize the issues of this show, specifically season one. But we can also agree that we, I understand what the writers are trying to say. I'm not saying they said it well, but they're basically, they're telling us that suicide is not an option. It shouldn't be an option. Well, it's an option, but we don't condone it. Yeah, but don't make it an option, kids. And (laughs) because uh, I was telling you, like, I think I understand why they're making Hannah annoying 
because we're not trying to sympathize with her because we don't want to say like, oh, I understand why she killed herself. That was the option she should have taken. With these reasons, with this cause and effect, it all makes sense. Like, we have to see, because a lot of these reasons, like, a lot of the people on tapes don't deserve their tapes Mm -mm. because they're very petty reasons. And I think that's essential for the show to show like if every tape was like this monumental thing i think that would have been bad for for the show that and i think it would have been unrealistic because Mm -hmm. yeah bad things happen to people sometimes but if it was like monumental bad thing after monumental bad thing i'm like i don't know how relatable that is or if it was or if it just showed the what like the two bad things that really happened to her like i I, th- I think that would have been realistic, but also, like, it probably shouldn't have been done. Um, so that's why we have, like, a lot of filler for probably the first eight episodes, which I still don't think is a good thing because the first eight episodes were super boring and they were easily, like, you could easily skim through them and be fine. It didn't really pick up till the ninth episode with, like, the parties and stuff. But I think we need to go, we just need to go in order of every tape and so each episode is... i'm sorry oh it's okay this is how i wanted to do it so there's 13 tapes technically 12 people because justin has two tapes um and what we wanted to do was you know why are they on the tape how did they react to it and our verdict do they deserve a tape and at the end we kind of want to rank them from like most to least problematic mm-hmm. and we should probably also mention we have been talking about this show, commenting to one another about the show forever, and it's always the same thing with like, like a couple people like they really didn't deserve their tape, blah 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 blah, because <laughs> like we know who deser- who deserves it. It's like the people who don't deserve it that just like infuriate me more. It like, makes me want to scream. It's just like a mm-hmm. handful of people. And some people are characters that I end up really liking later on. But I understand why they have their tape. I get it. Yeah. Like a lot of these characters, I'm like, these are like some of my favorite characters in like the last season. Mm-hmm. And I hate just the way. And it's that is character development. I will say that. So, you know, you did one good thing. There are two reasons why. I don't even have a favorite character for season one. Like, I don't really like Mm-mm. any of them. I guess I guess you could say, like, Clay just by... Um... Clay has never been my favorite character, though. Like, yeah, we root for him, but at the same time, Clay does a lot of stupid stuff, too. I don't know. Like, I like him. I feel bad for him most of the time because he's been through so much. But, yeah, he's... I mean, every character's done stupid stuff. There's no perfect character on this show. But somebody on TikTok said, like, characters I would gladly punch. And one of them was Clay. <laughs> there are moments when he needs a good smack. Yeah, but, like, it was also with, like, the worst antagonist I've ever seen in, like, movies and TV shows. I'm like, I don't like Clay. Like, have you seen 13 Reasons Why You'd Rather, like, Punch Clay than Bryce? Bryce, maybe a a touch of Marcus in there. All right, tape number one. We have Justin. Foley. Our golden boy. Our, one of our favorites from season two to four. (laughs) Um, In the arms of the angel, he said in later episodes or later seasons. 
which neither of us mentioned how problematic it was he died from like AIDS after like two and a half seconds. <laughs> it was just like AIDS, you know, it kills you really quickly. I was like, I don't know about that. I mean, I, mean, I know maybe... there were other things going on, like he had pneumonia and um, fungal meningitis, which I'm sure speeds things up, but like still. Sure. We'll just I'll just take it for what it is. So okay. Justin, according to Pop Sugar, was put on the tape for taking the inappropriate picture of Hannah on the slide, then letting Bryce spread it around school. So this um so let's just clarify, I I'm not a fan of Justin in season one, probably till later episodes. Same. Um Justin is just one one of the boys. Boys will be boys. Um, he's part of, like, all the sports teams. He's one of the popular boys. Um, so Hannah and Justin, you know, they just hit it off in, like, the first episode. They really like each other. And I, I kind of forget about this. And also, I, I for some reason thought that Jessica had always been at Liberty. Me too. And I always thought that, like, Jessica and Justin were always the couple. I forgot about her and Alex. Mm Mm-hmm. But that is not the case. And I'll get to, like, Jessica and Justin's relationship, I guess, when we get to her tape. But, you know, for the time being, you know, Justin was Hannah's first kiss. Really meant a lot to her. She really liked Justin. They joked around a lot. The flirting between them was a little bit nauseating. That Um, bus scene was weird. (laughs) She got on this bus. Justin hops out of the car with the boys and is like, no, I got to ride with the hot girl. And he gets on and she leaves. And she's like, like, I don't know. I don't ride the bus. Like, girl, then why'd you get, like, you just assume that Justin would follow you on the bus. It's that kind of behavior that drives me nuts. Because I'm like, you're wasting his time. Yeah, so from the beginning, we can see that Bryce is, like, the ultimate problem here. Mm -hmm. Not saying Justin didn't do something um, bad, because he obviously did. He took that photo without her consent. He got an Um, upskirt picture of her. And he showed his friends, probably knowing full well it would get around. Mm -hmm. I think the big issue, though, is that he lied about how far he had gone with Hannah He was like, oh, yeah, we did X, Y, and Z, even though, like, none of that happened. It was just a kiss. But I will say. sugar left that out. It was Bryce who distributed the photo, and Justin tried to tell him, like, hey, don't send it around. Yeah, but I also will say Justin probably shouldn't have showed his friends that photo. He should have deleted it. This is both of their faults. Um, Yeah, so this, like, Justin spreading that rumor of what they did on the playground, it it probably set everything in stone, like, like the whole rumor that she's easy and all that, you know, allows a lot of hate to come her way in future episodes. So, you know, this, um, I'm just gonna say, I, you know, Hannah, I felt bad for Hannah this episode. We're starting off strong. I felt bad for her. It sucks, but I've never seen a high school that's so adamant about, like, slut-shaming. Like, I have never seen a high school where people care that much about what other people are doing. And, like, for Hannah to be, like, the center of attention like that, I'm like, that's... In my opinion, I don't think that's, like, super realistic, but I could be wrong. I will say Justin's reaction to it, he was the one who was really pushing to say, like, Hannah's a liar. 
Like, it happened yeah. like this. And I, we understand why he did later on. It was to protect Jessica. Not saying I agree with that statement, but, like, we get a little bit more explanation. I just think it's funny that he was the one that always, like, pushed that Hannah was a liar when, in fact, like, the whole thing started with his lie. Mm-hmm. He was deflecting. I will say his reaction to, like, his first tape is, like, it's not my fault she killed herself. Mm. And does he deserve maybe. his tape? Yes. Yeah. And maybe it's because he was the first tape. And I don't know why. I thought, like, the first tape would have been, like, a special one. But it's st- it kind of really wasn't. And, you know, I'll get into, like, Justin having two tapes later on. But... Even though Bryce is tied to both of them. Mm-hmm. Um, second, we have Jessica. Oh, Jessica. So her tape is for dating Alex and icing her out. I think there's a lot more to this. Mm-hmm. Pop Sugar's really just, like, given a brief synopsis. Um, we should also um, note that Jessica is the new girl in town along with Hannah, and they're kind of paired together because the guidance is this like the guidance counselor yeah mrs antilly she's like girls you're both new here so be friends which was a weird arrangement but it worked out worked out kind of yeah and they spent their time at monet's they came up with this really cheesy thing um what was um they would just be like fml and just like hold hands with each other forever Mm-hmm. And then Alex came into the picture at this point, and they started to begin. Why did Alex? Was he also new? Or Alex was also new. They were all new kids. They all happened to be at Monet's at the same time. I will say, I really did like Hannah and Jessica's like banter with like the Hillary or mm-hmm. Janine or whatever. I thought that was funny. But yeah, I, I wish this like friendship was talked about more mm-hmm. because in future seasons it almost seems like jessica like and hannah barely knew each other yeah they were practically best friends but jessica and alex always stayed together for the most part Mm -hmm. but they incorporated alex into the group because you know they're all newbies and jessica's like he's totally looking at you even though i don't think he was but they talk it's chill and as with any friend group two always get close and then somebody is left out and the two that get close happen to be Jessica and Alex, who start dating. And it's revealed to Hannah that they're dating while she's working at the Crestmont, the local town theater. They show mm-hmm. up on a date while Hannah's working, and she feels like she's being excluded. And Jessica's, or not Jessica, but Hannah's pretty petty about it. But I will say, like, in high school, I was, like, pretty petty about this stuff when my friends would hang out without me and stuff like that. But I wouldn't, like... Like, what was petty is she told Jessica, like, oh, on the house, like, free ticket. But then Alex comes along. She's like, $10. Like, wow, couldn't make it more obvious, Hannah. It's just so, it's so high school. But, like, I understand she's a high schooler and I was the same way. Like, when people hung out without me, I would get my feelings hurt. But me now, I'm like, you don't all have to hang out together all the time. That doesn't yeah. mean that you don't have a friendship with people. It just means, like, they want to hang out one-on-one sometimes. And kind of the ending to this, uh, to their friendship is Jessica reveals something. We don't know what it is yet, but Jessica's mad about something. Um, 
Alex has broken up with her, but we don't know why or anything like that. And Jessica gives a big old slap to Hannah's face. And we're just like, okay, no more, no context. Thank you. But they do kind of come back together a little bit later in the season. Mm Mm-hmm. But I don't think that Jessica deserved her tape. I will say it. Was the slap unjustified? Yes. But, like, it's, um, it's petty high school stuff. And, like, Jessica's not a bad person. No. Yeah, the slap. You know, we do some bad things sometimes. They really did dumb Jessica down in this first season. Mm -hmm. Like, I feel like the way she acted was so different in comparison to the way she acts in the rest of the seasons. Her whole thing this first season is, like, boys. Boys and, like, dumb cheerleader kind of mean. Yeah. But then, like, and I hate I hate that this is, like, the reason she had, like, emotional maturity. But after she finds out that she was raped at her own party, like, that's kind of when Jessica becomes the Jessica that we're more familiar with mm-hmm. in season two and three. And I will say, season three Jessica... Was a favorite for me. Season four, Jessica, was a whole nother story. Mm-hmm. But with this, I would say her reaction to being on the tapes, she kind of, like, went along with whatever Justin was saying because she had kind of, like, a my boyfriend is the only one that matters personality. Yeah, and I think she was also, like, I think she always kind of knew what happened with Bryce, but she just really pushed it down. Mm-hmm. Probably because she, like... It was trauma to her. She didn't want to, like, think about it. So she probably heard all the tapes and just wanted to assume that Hannah was lying about everything. Because Justin's the one who, like, fed her the lie. And after you hear a lie so many times, and keep in mind, like, she was super, super intoxicated. Um, You start to believe the lie. Yeah, and she, I don't think she wanted to think, like, Hannah lied about this thing, but not this thing. Because it becomes this whole thing of, like, well, did she lie about this thing? And so she just probably believed she lied about everything. And she didn't want to seem like a bad person, too, I assume. Or didn't want to think she was a bad friend. But I think Jessica, deep down, kind of knew that the way she acted for this specific tape was not the greatest. Mm -hmm. Like, I think there was some guilt there. It's not like Bryce or Courtney who are like, "Uh, it's not my fault. Yeah. So next we have Alex. Uh, His reason for ending their friendship in favor of dating Jessica and writing Hannah's name on the list at school. So this list was like basically like a best of, worst of type of thing. Mm -hmm. Kind of inappropriate, I would say. So um, basically his whole thing, it kind of starts with like Jessica, I would say. Him and Jessica are dating. Jessica doesn't really want to have sex with him. He gets mad over it. And so he wants to get back at Jessica. So he's like, I'm going to write Hannah's name on the best list. The best booty. And he said double cheeked up on a Thursday afternoon. And he said, Jessica, pancakes at the Waffle House. Mm. And so this is the thing that Jessica slapped Hannah over because she thought like Hannah was messing around with Alex because he said this. And um, Hannah didn't like this because it just, it it kind of, like, just continued the rumors that she's very easy. And, you know, people started paying attention more to her body rather than her personality. And she just got more, like, her reputation was really just being, like, 
dragged through the mud. Yeah, and a lot of people were like, well, it's a compliment. But, like, to her, it was just very – it was objectifying her, I I, I could see the complimentary aspects of it, I guess. But the but, problem is it made her this target for, like, other boys to come after. Yeah. Um, like, this conquest, almost. Mm-hmm. And Alex, even though he didn't do it with the intentions of hurting Hannah, he did it to make Jessica angry, which, like, is also not okay. Um, and why is his whole thing, throughout the whole series, almost, like, until season four, his whole thing is, like, no one wants to have sex with me. Yeah, because, like, even in season two, when he, um, you know, he has to, like, him and Justin are doing the whole, not Justin, um, Zach, Zach. are doing the physical therapy. He's like, at least you can F girls. I'm like, (laughs) And then he tries to hook up with that, like, stripper. Oh, yeah, that whole thing. And she's like, honey, this is real life. I remember that scene. And, like, this the steroids alex i'm like sweetie you'll come into yourself later just relax it's fine um but his reaction at the end of it he i mean obviously he felt so bad for it and he just could not deal with this guilt he was ready to i don't know his stance was like so odd to me sometimes because in that whole uh, scene in episode 12 at Monet's where everybody's like, well, should we just expose ourselves by, by exposing Bryce and all? He was all up for exposing Bryce be- because uh, Bryce is a horrible person, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I mean, I think his whole thing, he just felt really guilty. He was racked with guilt from the beginning. Like he knew what he did mm-hmm. was wrong. And I stand by that. But another thing that needs to be brought up is, you know, after Hannah's suicide, the school becomes, like, super, super hardcore about talking about suicide and signs to look for if someone's suicidal. And we spent so much time focusing on Hannah, 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 Hannah. But, like, no one even noticed that Alex was exhibiting signs of suicidal behavior. Yeah, um, he, was he the one that ripped all the posters down? Yeah. Yeah, he did that because I, because he was, he was angry that all of this stuff was put up after a -hmm. suicide happened. Even though we don't know that those posters would have changed the outcome of anything anyway, I doubt it, but like Mm -hmm. he was really aggressive, like constantly picking fights with Monty and like another sign of, you know, suicidal tendencies is dropping former interests he quit jazz band. He's like, I'm not doing this anymore. Yeah. And he just really fell into, like, this guilt and, like, worthlessness. And there, are, there's a lot of foreshadowing. Like, mm-hmm. when he's playing video games with Monty, he's like, oh, you're a good shot. And he's like, yeah. Mm. And remember before season two came out, we thought he was, like, dead. Oh, yeah, because they made us wait for that. And also in the last episode we thought clay was the one who got shot because they never said who it was and the last thing we saw was clay riding away we just never assumed it was alex but then they revealed at the end of the episode that it was alex yeah and it's just it's so intense and like i'm glad that he recognizes that what he did was messed up and i do think he deserves his spot on the tapes 
but he's not a bad person. Alex yeah. has been a favorite for me since like the beginning. He learned his lesson, I will say. He learned from his mistake. All right, next. Oh, this one this one now Pains this is, me. <laughs> yeah. This character um has always been back and forth on whether or not I like him because he has done very problematic things, but also very bad things have happened to him. Yeah. This is Tyler for stalking and taking candid pictures of her. I remember when I first watched this, this was like when I was like, yeah, this is, I don't like him because super creepy. I remember watching this episode in my old room at my old house and I used to have these two big windows in there and because like Hannah with like the sounds of the pictures and stuff, I would like freak myself out of my house. I'd be like, what mm-hmm. if someone's standing outside? And I just hate his whole, whole excuse because his whole life kind of revolved around him like being the photographer for the yearbook, whatever, or like newspaper. I don't know what he was. I think it was just the school photographer. Or like personal interests. Mm-hmm. Um, he stalked Hannah and the picture that got out was of her kissing Courtney. And um, that went around, that whole thing spread more rumors and like see i feel like tyler has gone come so far oh yeah like he has been through like so much like he almost became the school shooter like that was his whole personality trait for like a good season but i will say i really had to keep reminding myself that like you're just looking at season one tyler you're not looking at like the future Um, I would say that his reaction, he, and I, I hate to say this, he was kind of similar to Bryce in a way of being like, I don't understand yeah. why what I did was wrong. And I think it's because he is like, he's not jockey. So he's like the nerd. So people mm-hmm. don't judge him as much. And he like gets easily bullied because of it. But like he did really bad things. Yeah, like, it's creepy, it's an invasion of privacy, and his excuse was like, well, I'm the school photographer, but it's like, this was your own personal, sick little interest, it was not school-related. Yeah, you stalked someone to their home, and hid in the bushes, and took pictures. And he starts to kind of claim it later. Yeah. He's like, I have pictures of y'all doing these things, so if you don't include me in the group chat, like, I'm gonna release all this stuff, and Mm -hmm. I'm like... You need to put this camera down. <laughs> like, you need to chill. Yeah, and then... I, I rewatched the... Uh, we both rewatched recaps of season two and season three. Is it the end of season one where he shows the guns in, like, yeah. the chest? Yeah. So that brings up this whole thing of, like, why does he have assault rifles? Why does he have this whole, like, collection of guns? Um, and so that's when, like, the whole school shooter, like, thing started, Mm -hmm. I would say. Um, yeah, super creepy. And, um, he never, he never really, like, feels guilty for it. He does Mm -hmm. say, like, he wants to expose Bryce for what he's done. He never, like, fits into the group of, like, everybody, everybody in the tapes because, like, collectively everybody agrees that he's a creep. Until literally season three and they start babysitting Tyler after the events of season two. But he never really 
owns up to it. Hannah does confront him about the pictures. She's like, I want all the pictures. And then he has the audacity, the caucasity even, to be like, do you want to hang out sometime? You want to be my girlfriend? Because he's a fat crush on Hannah. And I'm like, that's fine to have a fat crush on somebody. But, like, to take pictures of them without their consent in the privacy and supposed to be comfort of their own home is illegal and then clay gets back at um uh tyler by taking a picture of him in his own home and i will say the episode uh or the scene where his dad comes into his room and he sees all the cracks on the uh, windows and he's like we really need to report you need to tell me who's doing this we need to report this to the police i think i felt bad for the dad Mm -hmm. it made me like his parents make me sad yeah (laughs) they're always like we know you're being bullied because in the last episode when they're um, testifying or whatever, um, he's talking about how he gets bullied and his parents are like so sad about it. But, but like, it's like they know though. They know yeah. that their son doesn't really fit in. Maybe if you weren't a creepy stalker, Tyler. Maybe if you weren't a weirdo that spent so much time in the dark room, you wouldn't get bullied so much. Um, but I did mention to you, what is with this whole thing in TV and movies and whatever, where characters do not shut their blinds. I don't know. Like, pack it up, Guinevere Beck. Stop having sex in front of open windows. Stop changing in front of open windows. Am I the only one that was taught, and I don't know if it's because I'm a woman or whatever, that um, I was always told to close my blinds because creepy guys might be staring into my window. That was, like, literally what I was told. And because whenever blinds, like, even today... Or, like, well, I say today as in, like, the age I am now. My mom will will always say, well, your blinds are open. Make sure you close them before you change. Guys, just, like, close the blinds. Like, this isn't a smutty fanfic. Close them. Shut it Mm -hmm. down. Tyler deserves to be on the tapes. He deserves. Does he ever learn? Because he really snatched Mm -hmm. away any sense of comfort she had. Like, obviously, she was not comfortable at school Mm -hmm. with everything that's going on and like everyone should be able to feel comfortable in their own home i know that's not the case for everybody i'm not like naive but for him to take that away from her is a big deal yeah so next kind of going with tyler's whole thing we have courtney i want to take my hand and go bop 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 to her head Mm -hmm. she irritates me to no end so she got her tape for saying that the photo of them kissing is of Hannah and another girl leading the guys to think she's easy. As if people didn't think that before. Oh my god. Here's the tea. Courtney and Hannah become friends because they start chatting it up in a class. And then because Courtney... Of, because of the whole stalker thing. Mm-hmm. Courtney agrees. Oh, okay, we'll have a sleepover. We'll catch your stalker. And they start to have, like, the beginnings of a genuine friendship. And then they start to get a little drunk. And they end up kissing. Because Courtney, she is in the closet, but she doesn't well, want anyone to know. Well, not only that, they were playing like striptease, basically. Mm-hmm. So they're almost naked. And I don't know um, how you could deny that like the two in the picture weren't them. Because like literally, it's very mm-hmm. obvious. Um. So the picture goes around. Courtney is afraid to come out <laughs> for, you know, I'm not going to say like, like, she probably felt pressured to come out. And there's this whole thing in the show. It's like, it's 2017. How are you not, like, 
like nobody cares this is California you have two gay dads and we both said like you know what if she's not comfortable coming out don't make her but also don't be throwing Hannah under the bus exactly like I don't think anyone should be outed and I think when Clay was confronting her I was like okay this is not your topic to speak on Mm-hmm. But what I'll never understand, and, like, I know we live in the Yeehaw South, so it's a different story here. But like, I'll never understand why, like, that's an insult. Especially given where they live and where, like, and Courtney's, like, home life and everything. Like, why is that a bad thing? I like, there are other people at that school that are out. I don't think it's necessarily, like, a bad thing. I just think it's, for Hannah at least, it's because, like, she, there's already this rumor that she's a slut, so, like... Now she's a slut for both genders. Well, not Hannah, but Courtney. Oh, Courtney. Like, being so caught up in it. I'm like, you've got other people at the school who are out. You've got Tony. You've got Ryan. I really don't know, to be honest. I thought, like, I think a more reasonable thing for Courtney would be just, like, there's a picture of her practically naked, you know, kissing someone that's going around school. That's what I would have been, like, angry about. And Tyler did it as a way to retaliate. Yeah, but no, it's because she's kissing a girl. So, I don't know. I really don't know. And her I, react- I don't think and- Courtney deserved her tape, but I don't like Courtney. I don't like Courtney. I don't like her reaction. Because she, she just assumed that Hannah lied about everything as well. Mm-hmm. Well, she didn't assume and- it. She knew Hannah was telling the truth about oh, her tape. Yeah. But she wanted to deny because she doesn't want anyone to know. That she's into girls, and it's so stupid. But, like, well, my problem else. is what else she says. Like, she's like, well, Bryce allegedly raped her. And this is alleged. And she's really just looking out for herself. So, like, mm-hmm. I hate Courtney. She's one of my least favorites. But her also, Marcus, I don't think she needed to be on the tapes. Her and Marcus belong in the same group of, like, I am going to deny everything to keep up my perfect reputation. I'd rather defend a rapist than... As long as I can get into my dream school. Mm-hmm. And Ryan really called her out for it. So, Courtney, go to the back. She's just awful. Yeah. Speaking of our next awful person, we have Marcus. Do y'all remember Marcus? Do y'all? Um, Marcus is for trying to sexually assault her in the booth at the diner. At first, it was because he stood her up. Well, almost stood her up at the dollar valentine thing. But then he tries to sexually assault her, and he thought it was so funny. (laughs) Marcus is so annoying. I just, like, want to punch that face. There's no redeemable qualities about him. Um, I know in season two, I think the reason, like, why he was really pushing to get with Hannah was because he's a virgin and, like, his whole group of friends was like, ooh. So Mm. he's like, oh, I can hook up with the easy girl, which I'm not saying that justifies it. I'm just giving explanation and background. But he just, like, can't keep his hands off her and she's not about it. So she shoves him out of the booth and then he yells at her and is like, I thought you were easy. I think Marcus 100% deserves his spot on the tapes. He's one of my least favorite characters. He's so problematic and also a big fat hypocrite, which they spray paint on the back of his car in season two. He, you know, oof, he brought all the little jock boys to watch him hook up with Hannah, basically. And he says at the table, he's like, wait, you want to throw Bryce under the bus to protect yourself? And I'm like, as if you wouldn't do the same thing. Mm-hmm. There's not much else to say about Marcus, really. I mean, that's basically his whole character. Awful. He's awful. Terrible. 
Um, next, uh, we have one of our boys, Zach. Oh my god. I'm gonna cry. Oh, Zach. Uh, the actor himself is probably the oldest. He's older than Tony, who we've always said is... Our father of four. Yeah. Um, so Zach, uh, got his tape before stealing the compliments and throwing away the note she had written him. He doesn't actually throw it away, but Hannah doesn't realize that. So we both agree this boy does not deserve No. The reason that she put him on here is so petty. And she says that Zach and Ryan, like, crushed her spirit. And I'm like, girl, if you don't shut up with this, like, Sylvia Plath BS. Like, she's out here talking about, he stole my notes. And this really, this scene is when I started to realize, like, oh my god, Hannah's a big fat hypocrite too. They have these little compliment bags in communications class where people can leave anonymous notes, you know, being like, oh my god, I love you. And Zach is leaving these cute little cards. I think it's him leaving them, right? With the little bunnies on them. And I'm like, that is the sweetest thing I've ever seen in my entire life. And he starts stealing notes from her bag, and Hannah finds out, and she's like, why does he need compliments? He's Zach Dempsey. But that just goes to show, like, you don't know everything about everybody. Zach's home life, even though, like, things aren't, like, as bad as, you know, Justin's life, it's not great. Like, his dad, I think, was in the hospital slash dead in season one. And then his mom... Illiteral Karen. She's hypercritical of him and everything he does. So I'm like, these little compliments might be important to him. Just the dinner scene with him and his family where he's, like, taking his sister's brussels sprouts is like so cute because that really shows his personality he's such a sweetie yeah and i think the thing that angered hannah the most was that she wrote this note about how he hurt her for stealing her compliments and he read it and and she assumed that he crumpled it up and threw it away now let's talk about this note for a minute this is so like elementary school problems Mm-hmm. Like, she is so... Pe- like, I'm going to say this, like, throughout the entire episode. She's so petty yeah. for all this. And she's so childish for this one specifically. Like, girl, you are, like, a junior in high school or whatever. Like, grow up. He stole your compliments. Like, my goodness. Seriously. And if you need that much external validation, like, get a therapy... This one I never understood. She went to the school counselor, and we all know school counselors... I'm not trying to come for anybody's throat, but, like, that is not where you take serious problems. I know not Mm -hmm. everybody can afford therapy, and I know her parents have money problems, but I'm like, they can at least afford to take her to a doctor and maybe talk about being medicated for, like, depression. And, like, Mm -hmm. it's not like her parents would be against it. They literally own a pharmacy. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I know some people's parents are like, no, there's nothing wrong with my child. But I think what she did to Zach was so stupid. And I also think the writers really neglected Zach throughout this entire series. He's one of my favorite characters and he gets so little screen time. And like his reaction. So here's the thing. So he does feel bad about what happens. Like he kept the note in his wallet and everything. But I will say when it came to like the whole Bryce thing, he, I don't know. He was still very like on the jock side of things. I mean, even when Clay um, keyed his car, Zach, like, didn't want to start anything. I think because he still felt guilty over Hannah's death, and he didn't want to make a big deal out of it. 
but he did he was still with like the jocks and like defending Bryce a little bit and he just wanted to keep everything quiet and I feel like a lot of that's because of his mom yeah like he has really big peacekeeper energy like I think he just doesn't want to rock the boat ever and if anything he was nothing but nice to Hannah like after Marcus did what he did and stormed out Zach came back and was like you know I am so sorry about him and I know that that like it shouldn't be praised for having like human decency but he does try to cheer her up and at school he tries to talk to her he's like hey what's up would you want to hang out sometime or whatever and she's like no get away from me I never want to see you again and I'm dipping a little bit into season two here you know they were romantically involved yeah like she lost her virginity to him which like that whole thing in season two we probably talked about in the episode that like we often wondered like when did all this happen for real like that does not add up with the story or the timeline but I'm not mad about it I'm just confused yeah um but also, I'm just going to bring up the whole why me speech. Oh Not even speech, but like, girl, nobody, no wonder nobody likes you. You're yelling in the middle of the hallway, why me? Like Meredith Grey. You wrote this little private note to Zach and stood around the corner trying to catch him reading it. And then when he allegedly throws it on the ground, I'll use Courtney's word, allegedly. Uh, Hannah's like, why me? Why would he ever? I'm like, you want it to be private, but at the same time, you need the attention on you. Like, no wonder everybody thought you were just full of drama. For real. I think the verdict is that Zach felt guilty, even though he had nothing to feel guilty about. It's not that yeah. serious. Um, so he didn't deserve it, and he felt guilty about it. Next, we have Ryan. Oh, Ryan. Uh, for publishing her very personal poem in the school's literary magazine. I will say he should have gotten permission. And he did try to get her permission, but she was like, no, this is very personal to me. And even though he didn't put her name, everybody kind of knew who wrote it. And I think it's because she wrote the whole, like, lacy black underwear. And everybody was like, well, that, it's obviously Hannah because she's easy. No one else has lacy black underwear. No, but he did have good intentions because he said, like, this poem will make people feel things. Yeah. This will change people. But people were so focused on the, like, sexuality at the beginning of the poem that they didn't even pay attention to, like, the darker themes near the end. Yeah, like, stones, like, keeping, like, drowning me or something like that. And Ryan was very nice to Hannah. I wasn't it the beginning he like wasn't that nice to her I think what he did was he published um Alex's list in his zine that he hands out around school it's not school sanctioned it's his own project um and I agree like I don't think he should have ran that and I don't think he should have ran that poem without her permission like I understand there wasn't ill intent there he just wanted to share something of hers with everyone else and like he did do the favor of um, leaving it anonymous. However, he scanned the page, like, directly out of the notebook. And I think that was, like, the aesthetic he was going for. Because it's called Lost and Found. Mm-hmm. And all, and I know it's, like, all of the poems or things, they look like Lost and Found. Like, just pages stuck in a book. I think that that kind of revealed it, though. Because people recognized the handwriting and... Yeah. But I will say, like, he really liked her poetry. Helped her a lot. They became friends. He does not deserve it. Mm-mm. He does not deserve it. He bought her a journal as a peace offering mm-hmm. after, like, she was like, I'm not going back to poetry group because you ran the list. 
I feel like this should just been something for Hannah that she just she should just like moved on from because when it came to all the rumors nobody really paid attention to the poem no like nobody really cared that much and I get it like that was her one little personal thing that she had but yeah whatever whatever and his reaction he was ready to uh reveal everything because of what Bryce did and I don't know if he felt guilt like I guess he felt guilty but also he probably didn't even think he did a bad thing I used to think that Ryan was like I don't know why like back in the day I didn't really like Ryan but on this rewatch I was like I like Ryan I like Ryan for calling Mm -hmm. out Courtney I like him for keeping it real but at the same time he was the one who sort of pointed it out that like it's not an even playing field He's like, I published a poem. Bryce is a rapist. Like, these are not the same crime. So that's why he was ready to reveal everything. Because he said, I didn't do anything that bad. And he had his um, zine shut down, which was, like, a big part of his college applications, which sucks. I felt felt really bad about that. Yeah. And then, like, the thing is, with Ryan, he's also the one that kind of, I, this is just my personal thing, opinion, he kind of inspired the tapes in a lot of ways. Because Hannah was like, I want to learn how to write so that people can mm-hmm. feel what I feel. And he taught yeah. her how to write. And I'm sure she did some writing before she read all of these things on her little cassette tapes. Yeah. Um. Next, we have Justin Part 2. For letting... <laughs> it says, for letting rapist Bryce into Jessica's room while she's passed out drunk. Or we could also say... Um, for letting Bryce rape Jessica. I would say the big problem is with lying to Jessica. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because I don't think he... Okay. They were both drunk. They were going to hook up. Jessica started feeling tired. And Justin, respectfully as anyone should, was like, you know what? This ain't happening. And he Mm -hmm. stood outside the door, kind of like guarding the door, making sure no one's going to come in. And Bryce barged in and shoved him out and locked the door. So I don't think he let Jessica get raped. It just but like happened. In Han- but in Hannah's mind, mm-hmm. that's what happened. Um, I will say he was, he probably should have fought a little harder, I will say. Um, he did lie because he wanted to protect Bryce because... Bryce was, like, his childhood best friend or whatever. But he also wanted to protect Jessica from having that knowledge and dealing with that trauma because later on, in the later seasons, we learned that Justin had been molested in the past. And yeah. they even, like, bring it up in this season. He's like, whenever my mom's boyfriends were effing with me. And we all think, like, oh, like, he was just getting, like, pushed around or whatever. No. Like, I think it's the literal yeah. meaning. I think this tape should have been Bryce's. I still don't think it, like, how does this affect Hannah? Like, that's what I'm confused about. I guess because she had to watch Jessica get raped. Yeah. And I think she did it as a favor, which is, like, favor is such a weird word to use in this context, like, to Jessica to let her know what actually Mm. happened and to make it known that she is not the only one this has happened to. It's just like, I just need to pass on this information. It's like storytelling. But it's also like, you're probably making these people feel so guilty. And like, I will say, I think Justin like, should have fought harder. Mm -hmm. And so he probably does deserve this tape. 
And I think he is actually racked with guilt about this one. Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Like, the first one, not so much. But this one, because it happened to Jessica, who he deeply cares about. Like, he feels bad, and yeah, he lies to her, but he's doing it to protect her. I'm not saying that makes it okay, but it sucks. I think the next couple ones, along with this tape, is, like, doesn't affect Hannah directly. Like, they probably shouldn't have tapes for, like, her suicide, but, like, just for information. Like, these should have been just separate tapes. Mm-hmm. Like, in a whole different thing. Like, this this should have been, like, three things you should know that happened behind the scenes of This should life. have been a BuzzFeed listicle and not a cassette tape. Uh, yeah. So, next, um, we have Sherry. I hate that she is even on a tape. Yeah. For knocking down the stop sign, which leads to Jeff's death. Now, I will say, I think Sherry should have taken some responsibility that night. Yes, she was scared and all that, but, like, girl, it is a stop sign. It is dark outside. Just call the police. I know you are you don't want your dad yelling at you, but come on, girl. But I don't think she deserves a tape for it for, like, no. why Hannah killed herself because it doesn't... I, we, I did say, like, maybe Hannah just feels so guilty over it that that's why there's a tape but also it still just doesn't like directly like relate to it i think it hannah feels like the blood is on her hands too because she didn't i mean like she did try to do what she could like she did run to this convenience store and call the police but clay had already called them because he was nearby but sherry here's the thing i think sherry's a good person like deep like not even deep down surface level she's a good person she's nice to clay she's super nice to hannah she's like hey do you need to ride home from this party and hannah's about to tell her what happened with jessica and then she just you know hesitates and it's like i'm so drunk my parents are gonna kill me sherry's like not if they think you're at my house like you can stay with me yeah and her reaction is that at first she kind of tells clay like we're not going to talk about this i'm not trying to ruin my life like that is like she feels she feels really guilty because while she's telling Clay, like, we don't know the stop sign is what killed Jeff. Like, she secretly knows, like, it killed him. Because she ends up going to the police and reporting what she did. And um, she even said, like, that was the biggest mistake of my life. And I'm not going to let it ruin my life any further. And I think what she did was just, she acted out of panic. You know, she wasn't thinking clearly. Because, like, obvious, I say obviously, but... Like, when, whenever you're in situations like this, sometimes you're not thinking, like, the best that you possibly could. They could have turned the hazard lights on, sat there, and then, like, it would, you would have seen, oh, my God, the stop sign. But also, Jeff, I'm like, if it's an intersection, if it's a four-way that I'm assuming you have taken many times before, like, you would know to stop. Yeah, and it's pretty sad to think, like, after this that... Everybody just kind of assumed, like, Jeff was, like, a, like, a stupid guy who died drinking and driving. Mm-hmm. And even his parents thought that. And it wasn't until Clay, like, told them about it. And I, I don't like how they brushed over his death. Because in the present day, it's like as if Jeff didn't die at all. Because, like, he only died, like, a few weeks before Hannah. Or, like, a month before Hannah. I guess I because say. of the drunk driving, it became more, it, I don't want to say less important, but it just became more of an example of what not to do. Yeah, well, I will say they, 
the writers didn't want to put it in because they wanted to make it like a big surprise. Like Jeff, like reason why Jeff isn't here is because he's dead. But like, I don't know. Like, and I wanted to see like how his parents like dealt with the fact that they knew he didn't die drinking. Like he ran a stop sign that was knocked over. Like, did they do anything about it? Like, I don't know. I think Sherry, while what she did was not the brightest move on her behalf, I don't think she's a bad person. Yeah. I don't think that she deserved her spot on these tapes. I'm glad she reported and, like, turned herself in and, like, took accountability. But I don't think, like, she belonged on the tapes because, like, what does that have to do with Hannah? You know what I'm saying? And Clay puts it perfectly, like... Hannah comes up crying to Clay, talking about, (laughs) and then, like, Clay's like, he wasn't even your friend. What are you crying about? And he says, what does he say? Where is the quote? Something about, like, if it's not your drama, it doesn't matter. Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, Hannah. Our drama queen. Next. Oh, the saddest one. Clay. Just because she feels like she needs to explain some things to him. I'm like, you could have just left a note for him. I know she has the 13 <laughs> reasons why not, but you had this boy panicking for, like, days, weeks. That he was I the know. one who caused your death. He almost, like, jumped off a cliff. For real. Of this. And then when he asked, like, Tony, did I kill her? And he says, yes. I'm like. No, he didn't. You know, Tony wanted this whole thing to be like, I have to honor Hannah's promise. I'm going to make clay a nervous wreck i'm gonna induce this anxiety gonna cause some nightmares in him all for him to know like you just didn't tell me you loved me like he just wanted clay to hear it directly from hannah which i understand but i'm like you didn't have to have him in a tizzy like that and the thing is is this is oh my god this whole scene drove me insane they started like hooking up at jessica's party you know they kissed and like said some words or whatever and it was gonna go further clay was asking for consent everything was cool and then hannah got in her head and was like oh my god what if he's like all the other guys and she flips out and is like get out and clay stops and he asks like did i do something wrong like he didn't do anything wrong that's the thing and then i think she like really yelled at him so it probably like made him think like did i do something wrong i and she was like just get out of here so he did he respected her wishes and then she's like you should have stayed. Why didn't you ask me? Why didn't you? And I'm like, girl, he is the whole problem with Hannah is and Clay is like Hannah thinks Clay is a mind reader. Exactly. She acts like everyone knows her internal monologue. Like, sweetie, none of these people are your assigned therapist. And if you tell someone to go away after an encounter like that, they're gonna leave. Yeah, and I will say with Bryce that is not the case because they're they're obvious. But like with Clay, I'm like he just he was trying to be a respectful boy. And exactly. yes, this boy does not know how to use his words sometimes. And yes, he is very awkward and doesn't know how to communicate. But he is just like every other teenage boy. She would get mad about him for so many things. But Miss Sensitivity, Miss Everyone Always Talks About Me, would treat him like dirt all the time anyway. Yeah, like she would ask these questions like. Will I ever be as pretty as Jessica Davis? And he's over here like, uh, what do I say? He's like, Jessica's pretty, but, like, so are you. He says, you're special. And she's like, oh, so I'm the R word. And I'm like, girl, you're not supposed to use that, but 
I hate her. In those scenes, I wanted to literally punch her in the face. I know. And when she, because Ryan calls himself the F word and she's like, I don't think we're supposed to use that word. And I'm like, Hannah, I don't think we're supposed to use the R word either. So who are you to call people out on stuff like this? (laughs) She just, so problematic, especially on like the later tapes. I'm like, I want to literally choke her. Clay does not belong on these tapes. Why didn't she just put him first? I mean, I get put him at the beginning. Well, I think she was trying to do chronological, like because this doesn't happen till later. His her whole thing is like, I loved you, Clay. Why didn't you tell me you love me? Because he probably didn't. Because he was a nervous boy. He's got a damaged girl aesthetic, and I'm gonna talk about that in a second. If my phone doesn't freaking die, it's at five percent. So next we have Bryce. For raping her in the hot tub is there much more to say no questions asked um does he think he did anything wrong no he literally says if you want to call it rape then every girl at the school wants to be raped oh, boy do you even know what rape means like you're proudly saying this like you are a literal sociopath and he uses the argument that like hannah was in the hot tub and she wasn't wearing a suit and Blah, blah, blah. And then, like, he's like, well, she didn't say yeah, but, like, I know she wanted it. She didn't say no either, but she didn't explicitly say yes. She was literally screaming, Bryce, get off me. And, like, that is grasping the the edge of the hot tub to get out. And she was crying. That is, this is also my problem with Mr. Porter. Look, Bryce didn't feel any guilt. We know, bro. We know this whole story. Didn't feel any guilt. Definitely a thousand percent deserves his tape and jail time. And just like every bad thing ever. Next, this one just breaks my heart. This one makes me so sad. (laughs) So this is Mr. Porter for not helping her pursue her rapist, even though she didn't want to divulge his name at the time. Mr. Porter made a really big mistake. I will say that he should have helped her more. Oh my gosh, I hated it when he said like, maybe you consented, but change your mind later on. Even then that doesn't matter. Cause like you can be in the middle of the act and say like, I don't want to do this anymore. I think he was trying to understand the situation, but at the same time he was jumping to conclusions. Yeah, like he assumed at first that like she, consented into having sex with somebody and she just like later regret it and she's like no i didn't consent that's the issue and i think that should have been like his first assumption i think the worst should always be your first assumption exactly and i don't love that he just told her to brush it off and be like well he's graduating in a few months and then you'll never have to see him again but at the same time he was being honest with her she was like if i give you the name can you promise that he will be punished and I'll never have to see him again. I'm like, he can't make you that promise. Yeah. Um, I do think he should have, like, tried a little harder. Maybe, like, I don't know, kept her in the office for as long Taking as he could. Taking it Did... more seriously. Called yeah, her may... parents. Yeah. Um, like, here's the thing. I don't know what I would do in that situation. I don't know what kind of questions I would ask. But, you know, I would try just a little bit harder. Well, when she said and... she wanted everything to stop... That was, like, a red flag that and he, he should like, have picked up on. Yeah, and, like, when he asked, like, what do you mean everything to stop? Like, I think that's, like, a question they're supposed to ask because that you have to give specifics about that type of stuff. It does, like, spark a bigger conversation. Um, I just, like, 
in season two, I feel bad for him because he feels so bad. Mm -hmm. He feels so guilty because his whole job was to protect these kids. And, like, when he's crying in that courtroom. I'm crying too. He says, Mrs. Baker, I am so sorry I let your daughter down. I've rewatched that clip, like, three times since watching season one. It's very sad. Um, And Kevin is not a bad person. I don't think he handled it well. But I also don't think he had the proper training. Because talking about rape and suicide, you could tell, was, like, visibly uncomfortable for him. Um, But he definitely feels bad. I think the school just didn't have enough resources for this type of thing. And, like... I don't know about any of y'all, but guidance counselors, like, at my school were mainly just there to, like, give you resources for college and make your schedules. Exactly. Like, they, a lot of times, I don't think are equipped to deal with serious issues, but I wish he would have tried harder and just outright asked, like, are you feeling like you want to harm yourself? And the reason I know he's a good person, right, when Hannah comes in, the first thing he Mm -hmm. asks her is, what's on your heart today? Not yeah. what's up, but what's on your heart today. Yeah. And then I notice when Clay comes in, he says, what's on your head today? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, that makes me feel so bad. Um, but does he deserve his tape? That's where I'm like, I don't know. I'm because, conflicted. Because he feels so guilty. He knows he did wrong. He knows he made a mistake. But, like, at the same – him and Clay talk about this. Clay says, like, you could have stopped her. But he also says, I don't know if anything I would have said would have stopped her. Exactly. Because at the end of the day, it is her choice. Yeah. So, I don't know. I think he could have helped more, but also I don't know if he could have stopped her. I'm, I'm like, very conflicted. I don't know. I'm not going to answer. I'm just going to say, like, Mr. Porter, he – realize his mistake i think i would have liked to see him as the guidance counselor for the rest of the series are we gonna do a ranking okay so worst of the worst i am putting bryce a hundred percent obviously can you like write this or type this or something um hold on let me get my notes okay so i'm just going from worst to not best, but, like, least worst, mm-hmm. I guess. So we have Bryce. And then I would put Justin tape one. Mm, okay. And then I would put Marcus. I'll put Marcus. Yeah. yeah. And then I would put Alex. Alex. Um. Tyler. I would put Tyler on, like, before Alex. I feel like, like... Okay, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah, okay. So, because, like, Tyler, like, Tyler started a lot of stuff. Um, okay, and then Alex... Maybe Courtney. Courtney. And, and then, then Jessica. Jessica? Who's next? Oh, we have... Do we need to put Mr. Porter on here somewhere? I don't know where to put him. You know what? We're not going to put him anywhere. He doesn't... He is a special tape. Oh, I forgot about Justin Tape 2. Justin, Justin tape, tape 2 needs to be, like, up higher. Like, in terms of worst or least worst? Worst. Okay, what about after Marcus? 
I'm saying that I, I'm always conflicted because it didn't directly happen to Hannah. That's what I'm saying. Like, the act itself is horrible. But are we, like, judging it based on, like, ha- like a reason why Hannah killed herself? I think that's what the criteria is. So, I'm cool with where you want to place it. Okay. Let's but just... if it was, like, Jessica, I would put it tied with, like, Bryce, obviously. So, where are we putting it? Would Did you... you say after Marcus? Yeah. Or before? Yeah, I'm going to say after, because what Marcus did still directly affected. Mm-hmm. Um, so Justin Tate, too. And then okay. I would say back at the bottom, it would be Sherry. Sherry, because she, yeah. I think at this point, um, let's see, Ryan or Justin? Because I feel like Clay is, like, the least of the least. Wait, Ryan, you mean Ryan or Zach? I keep saying Justin for Zach, and I don't know why. Yeah. I would say... Oh, my God. I would say Ryan and then Zach. Because Ryan still released a personal It was invasive. Zach was just, like... Zach didn't even do anything to, like, embarrass her. No. And then... Clay's on the bottom. And then Mr. Porter gets his own little thing, because we don't know where to put him. I'm just too conflicted to decide... But before yeah. we transition into the quiz, I just need to say Hannah's problematic and I'm okay. I'm sticking with what I said. Um, and Clay is attracted to people with issues because, okay, at the end when he goes to hang out with Sky, let's all just like fully clarify. He did that because he's like, I saw the cuts on her wrist. I can save her. I couldn't save Hannah, but I can save her. He has like the savior complex. For too. real. But we also need to rank all the seasons. Least favorite is season four. Agree. And then what's your number three? One. One is uh, my number three. My number two. I'm going to say season two. My number two is season three. Okay. I'm just like back and forth. I feel like season two I don't remember that much. So that's why I'm putting it at number two. My favorite. I'm going to put quotes on this favorite is season three because I think that's the one that I could binge easily. And like, I really liked how they kept the whole mystery thing going and it was like really hard to figure out. And season two and three were really hard to rank. Mm-hmm. Like they're very strong seasons. I like season two best because we get everyone else's perspective. Cause like the whole first season is like, Hannah being like it's your fault it's your fault it's your fault but then we get like a more full picture from everyone else during their like court depositions and stuff but Mm -hmm. season three is very bingeable like you were on the edge of your seat the entire time and neither of us knew like who the killer was until the last moment yeah um but I will say I'm not a big fan of like let's make this horrible person seem like a good boy see that's what I'm like really hesitant about and like Ani's character like that like the it, her character made the exposition exposition like really heavy and like her character also added to the whole like humanizing Bryce. But Ani was the character we love to hate. Yeah, but also I just don't remember that much from season two, so that's why I'm picking it at number two. And the whole like Zach and Hannah like had a thing. I think including flashbacks with Hannah in season two really messed with like timelines mm-hmm. and because season one i just assume like that's like her whole year at liberty um i kind of want to watch season two now not gonna lie 
I just think season one was really slow in pace, and Hannah was just very aggravating to listen to. I'm not saying I don't sympathize with her for, like, certain tapes and stuff, because some things that happened to her were horrible. Imagine how differently it would have played out if she would have, like, put their names on the tape instead of numbers. Wow. Um... And then season four was just a train wreck. Like, we recently reviewed that, and I will leave links to all of the previous podcasts in the show notes, but... It was so messy and just... Ooh. The connect between... The, the connect... The disconnect between season three and four was huge, and I just felt like mm-hmm. they didn't know what they wanted to do, so they're like, let's focus on all the highlights of senior year. Yeah. And it was just a big, fat mess. They didn't know what they were doing. But should we take a quiz? I think we have to. We are taking a quiz called Pretend to be in high school and we'll tell you which teen series you'd fit into. City life, beach life, or gossip life, XOXO. Mm, by Emily Ordolin. I'm sorry, I don't know how to pronounce that. A community contributor. Thank you. Pick a high school suburban i feel like that's in chicago i don't know why it just gives me chicago energy uh city that's very new york we have royal that's harry styles university and then we have prep there's no representation of what i've been to the country schools the rural high schools i guess mine would be suburban like if it was like that but my school did not look like that (laughs) yeah so, do we have to pick, like, what was closest to what we were in high school? Or is it just, like, let's just be wild with it? I think it's whatever you want. And I think I would pick um, prep. No, royal. I would pick royal. It's very dark academia. I'm telling you, that is your style. That, that is it. Um, I, I don't know what it is about city. I've always been fascinated with schools, like, in big cities because I don't know how that works. Like, I think it's just because I grew up, like, in a very rural area, and my high schools were, like, in, like, near the woods. Like, behind this, uh, my, all my schools were just woods. So, I want to know what it's like in the city to go to school. I saddle up my horse and I ride into the city. (laughs) (laughs) Y'all don't know Redneck Day when people would literally bring their tractors to school. Y'all don't know about that. Which sport would you play? Martial arts. I was trying to do the pose that he's doing. Um, then we have basketball. We have boy choice. <laughs> surfing. And this landlocked state, we have uh, track, um, no field, uh, football, or cheerleading. Okay, I would not pick a sport at all because sports, ew. Um... But out of all of these, I'm trying. I'm still going with the city vibe. Kind of gonna try and go with that. I feel like surfing just it just wouldn't work. Maybe depending on the city, yeah, I could. Mm, you know, I'm not a runner, but I feel like the track aesthetic. There's like an aesthetic to track. I feel you on that, but yeah. I cannot run to save my life. <laughs> like I, oh, I'm I horrible. It's oh, bad. I can't either, but. But, you know, this is if I was, you know, perfect. <laughs> if I was a completely different person, um, I think I would pick martial arts. 
I think it could be cool okay. to like know how to defend yourself. Mm-hmm. I think uh and it could be fun at the same time. Maybe you can chop some those little wood pallets. There was a girl that I went to elementary school with that did that at the talent show one year. And I did was she like, do it like Yeah, like successfully. Uh huh. Her dad had cut these little pieces of like plywood or whatever, and he held the boards for her, and she was snapping them. Okay. I said I ain't messing with her. Choose a subject. Arts. We all know what Katie's picking. Uh. (laughs) (laughs) Computers, science, English. Gym, that is not a subject. Or history. Gym is a subject to Bryce Walker. Gym is probably a subject for Zach Dempsey, too, but like, you know. Yeah. If I was good at art, I would probably pick art, but you know, as an English major myself, it has to be it has to be English, obviously. I think, you know, one might think that I would say English, and there's even England on the map behind the book. Um, <laughs> and one might think I would say art, but I have no talent. So I would pick history, but only if it was history with, like, my college professor, because she was amazing. I knew you picked that, because it really matches that prep school aesthetic. That, like, secrets in the library type of vibe, where it's like, mm-hmm. did you hear that Abraham Lincoln was assassinated? <laughs> I never knew that. Oh my gosh. Who's Anne Frank? (laughs) Holly, I never knew you had to go through things like that. Oh, what do you do on Saturdays? Beach. Once again, in this landlocked state. Work. I'm unemployed. Hike. Hang out with friends shop or watch tv um i'm watching some tv shopping in a mall in these Malls are dead. current <laughs> situations i would say okay what do you think i should pick should i pick work or hang out with friends because this podcast is a combination of both mm, okay um I'm still thinking the dark academia aesthetic. I think it's so... work because of that sweater. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's. <laughs> I was about to say it's definitely work. But who says work can't be fun? My mom. <laughs> How big is your friend group? One close friend. Two to three people. Four to five people. Six people. Seven people. Or ever-changing. They come and go. Okay, social butterfly. I'm going two to three. Yeah, I just, I you know, when it comes to friends, uh, questions about friends, I t- typically just go quickly past them. Um, pick a click. Jocks. Zachary Shanghai Dempsey, Justin Foley, Bryce Walker, um, Emo, Sky, and Cyrus. Nerds, Tyler. Um, oh. Skaters? I feel like Alex would fit into skaters. I was going to say that. Yeah. But, like, kind of toned down. 
Yeah. Um, like, he doesn't want people to know he skates. Yeah, but, like, on the low, he know. does. He doesn't want him to know. Preps, yeah. I feel like, is Bryce when he goes to Hillcrest. I feel like Jessica could be, like, a little prep. Winston. <gasps> oh, my gosh, that's true. Yeah, Winston. Not a season one character, but. Later on. Yeah. Or other. Clay. <laughs> Clay doesn't fit into anything. I feel like he could be a skater on the low. He could do some, like, if BMX ch- tricks on that bike. If he wasn't too busy solving murders, he would go to the skate park. Um, pick a click. You know, I feel like nerds are just, like, there's a difference between nerds and geeks. Agree. Nerds are, like, very academic, I would say. Geeks are, like, they're into this, they're into, like, books, movies, whatever. There's a difference. But I I like the skating aesthetic sometimes. I think skaters are cool. Do you ever, like, I see t- uh, TikTok skaters, and some of them are cool. They'll, like, help little kids out when they're trying to skate and all that. Said by the next spokeswoman of Vans Off the Wall. Um, <laughs> going to go with nerds. I feel like that's where I would fit in. The most. Because cool. other, I don't know what that means exactly. Mm-mm. Who would you take to prom? Blind date. Almost did that. So glad I didn't. Um, BFF. Don't believe in that. The hottest person at school would have never happened. My ex also didn't happen. My friends were, I don't know. Um, since I did go with my friends, I'm going to pick my friends. Me too. What does your bedroom look like? Oh, this is my favorite part. I get to do descriptions. Okay. So, up top, we have TikTok e-boy slash e-girl <laughs> slash e-non-binary. Um, it's a very dark room with a little neon light sign above the bed. I can't even really give any details because you can't see anything. No, not really. You're missing a person this fits into. Who? A very toned down JoJo Siwa. I think this is like too conservative for JoJo. I would not. That's why I said toned down. I I I mean, like not even toned down, like toned beneath the floor. Okay. Um. There's a weird (laughs) little window (laughs) with a weird little curtain. Those are the curtains you get on The Sims Four. Because every other curtain doesn't fit. Those are like those kitchen curtains. Um, mm-hmm. And then we have some kind of ugly ruffly bedding, matching side tables, some Target lamps, and a weird blue and pink fine line uh, stripe cutting across diagonally. It's like I did a DIY painting on my wall. Mm-hmm. The next one is very moody, Pacific Northwest, but I have to share a bedroom because rent's too expensive. The fourth one, I do appreciate a gray wall, not gonna lie. However, it is a little too conservative mom trying to get that alimony. Uh, it's got one of those like fabricy headboards, a couple of pieces of minimal art. It's definitely suburban parents' bedroom. Mm-hmm. And then the next one is like messy. I'm a boy. But I have class. Like, it just gives me boy energy. Uh, there's a wood bed frame. The chair's kind of cute. Um, it's, like, supposed to be sort of, I guess, like, 
effortless. Mm. And the last one is I shop at Urban Outfitters. Um, it's got one of those stripy blankets that you get at the flea market and some interesting warm-toned lighting and knotted curtains, not too different from what I actually have in my own room. Um, so I'm going to pick the last one because I was going to pick the Pacific Northwest, but, um, you know, sharing a bedroom, that ain't it. I've done that before. Never again. Um, I was between the last one and Moody Pacific Northwest. I don't hate the second to last one, but it's just not my favorite. Mm-hmm. But I think I'm going to pick Moody Pacific Northwest, and I'm just going to assume that that other bed is for my loving companion, and we just don't share beds because I like personal space. Oh, you mean your dog? Yeah. What'd you... Do you should I guess? Insatiable. <laughs> you did the Debbie Ryan, and I knew. Life can be hard, but playing dress up once in a while is sure to take your mind off things. I mean, who doesn't want to win that crown? How did you get insatiable out of all your choices? I don't know. I think they knew that I, you know, am a thick-witted queen, and me and Patty are very similar. We eat our feelings. So, I've never seen this show, but you have. Chilling Adventures. Adventures. Wow. Advanced. (laughs) Chilling Adventures of Sabrina. You've got a dark side to you, but that doesn't have to be a bad thing. This magical and mystical world would make you feel right at home. I have actually not even finished the first season of that show. I've only seen a few episodes. Well, I do kind of like the aesthetic. I mean, it's very witchy. It's very... I think the witch aesthetic is very cute. Me too. All right. What an amazing quiz. Uh, I think that's the second thing. Like, which blah, blah, blah do you belong in? Because we did dystopian universe for the 100. Speaking of 100... What a way to end this week's episode. Our 100th episode. Wow. Who would have thought? Wow. Thank you guys for sticking around. If you have stuck around for this long, can you believe it? 100 episodes of this mess. We thought we would quit after episode two. Oh, no. We, we, we stuck out. We, we've had uh, long breaks we probably should have had our 100, 100 episode a long time ago. Yes. But, you know, what's a podcast without some bumps in the road? I'm just so happy that both Patty and Sabrina were mentioned in <laughs> <laughs> this episode. This is probably the last time Patty will ever be uttered. I know. I'm, and I'm really sad about that because while I wasn't a fan of the show, it was a and d classic. We got through two seasons. Um, but you know, I guess life must move on. What will, but I don't even remember how the last season ended, so. <laughs> I think she got Bob arrested. I don't even remember that. But should we start our outro? We should. Thank you for being here from the beginning or being here from this episode. All of, all of this support is amazing. We hope you enjoyed this week's 100th episode. Give us a rating, give us a review, tell us what you like, tell us what you don't like. Follow us on Twitter at 
Courage and Doll and check out our website. CourageDollPodcast.wixsite.com slash now playing. It's being updated. <gasps> She's doing it. If you don't have Twitter, but you still want to tell